0: Hello everyone, this is Falak Kamalaphe from Fresh Inspiration and we're continuing our discussion on the power of the anointing. And last time we, we stopped when we talked about the fact that we have been anointed by God. And we looked at 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 22. We talked about he who has also sealed us. And giving us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts is God. And verse 21 says that he which establishes us with you. This was Paul talking to the Corinthians. That he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. So we see that God has anointed us. We also read in 1 John 2 and 27 that the anointing that we have received from God abides in us. And in verse 20 of 1 John, he says, But we have an unction or an anointing from the Holy One, and we know all things. So we have been anointed, without a doubt. The same God that we read about in Acts 10.38, where it said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, is the same God that has anointed us also with the Holy Spirit and with power. And we saw that in Acts 1 8 when the Bible says, And you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit is come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. And that word witnesses means that we will demonstrate, we will witness our lives, our actions, everything we'll do. We will bear witness to Jesus. But we can only do that. Because we have received the Holy Spirit and the power of God in our lives. So we said the last time that the anointing is the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So I want to ask the question as we continue today. What does that really, really mean? You know, you may be asking me, what does that really mean? Of course, we've seen in the life of Jesus that he operated by the anointing. Because he said in himself, he said in himself in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he, God, has anointed me to preach the gospel. So it was the anointing that enabled him to preach the gospel. It was the anointing that enabled him to heal the brokenhearted. It was the anointing that enabled him to preach deliverance to the captive. It was the anointing that enabled him to do to to get the recovering of sight to the blind. It was the anointing of God in him that helped set at liberty them that are bruised. All of this, Jesus did because the Spirit of the Lord was upon him and because God had anointed him to do those things. And we also are anointed by God. Today, you and I are anointed by God to do and to be everything that God has already provided for us in the new covenant. So what does this mean? And I want to go into the Old Testament a little bit to help you to understand the concept of anointing. Because when we look in, in the New Testament, there are not a lot of scriptures actually that talk about the anointing, not because the anointing was not working throughout the ministry of Jesus. And we'll see that later on or the ministry of the disciples. But because what you saw was the outcome of the anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit that was at work. So, so we have records of the healing. We have records of deliverance. We have records of great breakthrough and things that happened. That was all done because of the anointing, the anointing of God, the power of the Holy Spirit. But in the Old Testament. When they talked about anointing. Because that word anointing also means to rob. As if you rob oil on someone. And so you will see that word a lot in the New Testament. Referred to like you know. When oil was being robbed on someone. For some reason or the other. You'd, you'd see references to that. But when we go to the Old Testament. The word anointing also is in there. And that word is the word masak, and it also means to consecrate or to dedicate for a particular purpose. It means to consecrate or to dedicate somebody for a particular purpose or for a particular task. So whenever they talked about anointing, they were talking about a dedication or or a consecration or an ordination or sanctifying somebody for a particular purpose. So as we look through the Bible, we see that mainly the two categories of people that were anointed in the Old Testament were the priests and the kings. So in Exodus chapter 28 and verse 41, it says, and thou shalt put them upon Aaron thy brother and his sons with them and shall anoint them and consecrate them. And sanctify them, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. So we see the priests here being anointed. Now when you also go to First Samuel chapter 15 and verse 17. You see, and Samuel said, it says, When thou was little in thine own sight. This is talking about Saul. So this is the impact of the anointing. The anointing took Saul, who was little in his own sight who was a nobody at that time Samuel says to him when you were little in your own sight was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel and the Lord anointed thee king over Israel and in verse 15 and in in verse yeah same chapter 15 and verse 1 Samuel also says to Saul the Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. So we see kings being anointed. And what was that anointing all about? Yes, it was a separation into a particular office, but it was also the enablement, a divine enablement by God for them to function in that office, in the way that he has laid it out to be. And the same happened with with David in 1 Samuel 16, 3 and 13. And Jesse was David's father. And it says that, And called Jesse to the sacrifice. And I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of the brethren. Talking about David here. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. And in Psalm 89 verse 20 says, I have found David my servant with my holy oil have I anointed him. So the point here is that in the Old Testament, we see priests and we see kings being anointed. But there was such an understanding then of what it meant to be anointed. And before I go there, I also want to read Revelations 1, 6 to you. Because it's important to also know that the Bible says in Revelations 1 and and verse 6. That you also are kings and priests unto your God. And he says, and he has made us kings. And priests, this is Jesus, Jesus has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So guess what? We started off by talking about how we are anointed. We've now talked about how kings and priests were anointed in the Old Testament. And it says in Revelation once that Jesus has made us kings. And priest unto our God. So, however you look at it, we also have been anointed by God. But what does that really mean? What what does that mean other than okay, you're separated to an office, separated to do a particular function, the enablement, which is a big thing to be able to operate in the office and in the ministry and in the life that God has called you and I to live. But there's certain things that we see in particular that refer to. The anointing, because there was such a respect for those who were anointed by God. In first Samuel 26 and 23, it says the Lord render to every man his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord delivered thee into my hand today, but I would not stretch forth my hand against the Lord's anointed. People respected. Those who were anointed by the Lord. That is said, I will not stretch my hand forth against the Lord's anointed. That is incredible. And then when you look at the book of Psalms, Psalm 105, verse 14 to 15, it says, He suffered no man to do them wrong. He reproved kings for their sake, saying, Touch not my anointed, touch not my anointed. And do my prophet no harm. And we'll come back to that and look at that in some more detail. But there are other scriptures as well that talk about the anointing and the effect of that anointing in our lives. If you look at Psalm chapter 18 and verse 15, or verse 50, it says, He gives great triumphs to His king, and He shows steadfast love and mercy. To his anointed. God shows steadfast love. And mercy. To his anointed. And he goes on to say to David. And his descendants forever. But we've just read. That God shows no partiality. We read that last week in Acts 10 and verse 34. So if he did that for David. Because he was anointed. Guess what? God also shows steadfast love and mercy. To you today. Because you are. Anointed in Psalms 20 and verse 6, it says, Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed, he will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. The Lord saves his anointed, the Lord delivers his anointed, the Lord heals his anointed, the Lord sets free his anointed. And finally, Psalm 132 verse 17 says, then I will make the horn, this is in the amplified version, I will make the horn, the strength of David grow. I have prepared a lamb for my anointed, fulfilling the promises. So I'm just helping you to realize that being anointed actually carries a lot of significance. It's not just Oh, I'm anointed by God. Yes, you are. But what does that mean? It means that God will show you steadfast love and mercy. It means that God will save you. It means that he will fulfill his promises in your life. It means that because of the anointing, you cannot be touched. You cannot be touched because of the anointing. You cannot be harmed because of the anointing. And even the enemy and people around can recognize the anointing of God upon your life. And they know that they can't touch you because of the anointing. That is so important for you to realize. It says, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. That's what the Bible says. And when you look at Isaiah, that is repeated quite a number of times. In Isaiah 10 and verse 27, it says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off your shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. This is talking about the Assyrians. It says the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The burden shall be destroyed. Any burden in our lives. Any weight in our lives. Anything that's trying to bear and pull down. The scripture says is destroyed. Because of the anointing. So I want you to know that being anointed is actually something that you and I should be so aware of what it means. Because you can't appropriate what you don't know. But now you know. So you can stand firm and say, no, I am the anointed of the Lord. So harm cannot touch me. Nothing bad can come to me because I am the anointed of the Lord. And that's so important. I said to you, when you look at that anointing word in the New Testament, you see a lot of it about rubbing all over with oil, which is another meaning of the anointing. So we see, we see in Matthew 6, 17, for example, when he was talking about fasting, he says, anoint thine head. You know, or we see also when, when Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus, the mother of James, came. They brought spices in Mark 16, 1, that they might come and anoint him. So that's all just Robbie with all, but we are talking here about the power of the Holy Spirit that is in you. You have been separated unto God. You have been consecrated unto God. You belong to God. And you have been anointed. You are a king and priest unto your God. And you are anointed by God. So that is what it means to be anointed. That is what it means to be anointed. And I honestly believe that when Jesus was around in his ministry. You know when the demons will cry out. Why have you come? to torment us before our time you know in matthew 8 29 for example we see it where they cry out oh, jesus it's there it says and suddenly they cried out saying these are the two demon possessed men that were healed what have we to do with you jesus you son of god you c- have you come here to torment us before the time i believe that they all recognize the anointing they all recognize that jesus was the anointed one And he had a power flowing through him that was able to destroy every work of the devil. They recognized the anointing in him. And I believe today that that anointing in us is the fragrance that we carry around like Christians. And it is recognized and demons flee from us. Sickness flees from us. Oppression flees from us. Every work of the devil cannot stand. In our presence. Because of the anointing. The power of the Holy Spirit. That is at work in us. That is why the Bible says in the book of 1 John. It says greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. That's why you have overcome them. Because the Holy Spirit in you. Means you also have. The anointing of God in you. The power. In you. And you overcome all things. In the name of God of jesus so i want to encourage you with that today and i hope that's been a blessing for you and we'll definitely be back for some more as we enjoy our series talking about the healing anointing god bless you